Hello, friend, and welcome to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Trenton 365 Show, and you can post your events to the Trenton 365 Community Calendar page. You're listening and watching over WIMG 1300 and WPHY Channel 25 over the Verizon Networks in Mercer County, New Jersey. So, um, for those of you who are familiar with the program, I operate under this acronym REACH, R-E-A-C-H, Recreation, Environment, Art and Culture, Civic Engagement, Health and Nutrition. So this portion, we're going to be talking about the environment. And uh, most of you also know that I'm a big DIY guy, um, upcycle, repurpose, reuse, reduce, all those buzzwords that are always buzzing around our houses and so forth. In Trenton, New Jersey, we have one of the premier global corporations whose business model is trash. They work in trash, they recycle, they upcycle, they're coming up with creative ideas. And the name of that company is TerraCycle, T-E-R-R-A-C-Y-C-L-E. And they're based right here out of Trenton, New Jersey, this global corporation. And I've had Tom Zaki, who is the CEO and the founder on, I've had him on on several occasions and talked to him and visited the location. And this is also where you can see the Jersey Fresh Jam, which is, a, is the East Coast premier graffiti jam, which takes place there annually. And that's uh, mainly put together by Leon Rainbow and a host of other folks. But now we have uh, one of the executives in the studio with me. we got Michael Waz. And uh, Michael, thank you for a couple of minutes of your time. Uh, I feel blessed because we hung out twice in one day. And maybe when we're done, we may even go out after this for a little bit. But anyway, um, welcome to the Trenton 365 show. Thanks very much. It's great to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that. So let's give uh, the folks a little bit of background because I think that your story about how you met Tom and how you came to know about TerraCycle and come to this region is an awesome one. So can you reiterate that story? Sure. Well, I was in college, uh, graduate school, actually, doing uh, a degree in political science and was studying international development, sub-Saharan economic development. Uh, I had grown up hating business and corporations, thinking that, you know, there was a lot of, lot of harm done to the world and the environment because of big companies. And then in graduate school, I found out about the concept of social enterprise, which is business for more than just profit. It's business to drive environmental and social and, and other benefit for society. I became fascinated and did a fellowship called Starting Block, which was for uh, young people interested in social enterprise. And Tom, the founder of TerraCycle, was the keynote speaker. Uh, that fellowship was in New York. I was living and going to graduate school in Michigan at the time. And so I didn't have the chance to talk with him after he got mobbed, uh, after he gave his talk. Uh, and I thought, I'll find that guy. I'll track him down sometime. And then two weeks later, flying back to the next installment of that fellowship, I bumped into him at Chicago O'Hare Airport, in the airport randomly. Recognized him, tapped him on the shoulder, told him I loved what his company was doing and the way it fused environmental benefit with finding a way to make that make business sense for big companies. Uh, and he more or less offered me a job then. I asked me if I could start the next Monday. I moved a thousand miles over the next couple of days. Uh, brought my girlfriend, now my wife, along for the ride, and that was uh, just about 10 years ago to the month. Mm -hmm. And folks, that goes to show you that these kinds of stories do actually happen. I know we had a filmmaker on earlier, Jeff Stewart and uh, Jamal Green, and we were talking about filmmaking, but these stories do happen, and, and Michael, you're an example of that. Um, I'd like for you to go a little deeper. 
what what rose up inside you to say I've got to ask him I've got to talk to this person I've always been fascinated in how you can make something last how, how can you make an organization or uh, you know realize a goal in a way that's going to allow it to, to propagate and in the nonprofit world, which is where my roots were, I was planning to work for you know a nonprofit in, in the you know, economic development sector. Uh, fundraising is always the big challenge. Mm-hmm. So if you can find a way to drive some kind of steady revenue, it allows you a flexibility and freedom to really pursue some significant change. And I saw when Tom spoke that he was doing that. The recycling programs that the TerraCycle had just launched mm-hmm. were funded by, at the time, Nabisco and Capri Sun and these really big brands. And they weren't doing it just because it was the right thing to do, though it was to offer a recycling option for their products. They were doing it because it was also beneficial for them. And that unlocks the ability to bring partners in for a really long time because it's you're not subject to the winds of change, whether you know sustainability is the flavor of the month or not. Though I don't think it's the flavor of the month. I think it's here to stay, and we're seeing that in a lot of ways. But it really comes down to threading the needle of driving real environmental impact and real business impact at the same time. Hmm. Now, um, so I, I want to jump a little bit forward, and, and I'm going to actually have you come back at a, at a later time because 30 minutes just isn't enough time to get into all the meat and potatoes of this. So um, just let's talk about TerraCycle a little bit. I mean, this global corporation based out of Trent, New Jersey. Tom uh, went to Princeton University. Can you just share a little bit about the history of, of the organization and where you're operating? Absolutely. So Tom uh, grew up in Canada, went to Princeton fell in love with the concept of taking trash and feeding it to worms and so dropped out to take uh, Princeton's dining hall refuse and turn it into worm poop, vermicompost, which is a fantastic fertilizer. So he then took it one step further and started uh, liquefying and brewing a worm poop tea out of that um, fertilizer and packaging it in reused bottles that were collected from schools all over the country. Because what he found was that it was actually cheaper economically to collect the bottles from schools all over the country by paying for the postage in a small donation than it was to buy recycled bottles. So we're actually able to get a 100% reused bottle, which is the best from an environmental perspective, for less than it would cost to buy a recycled or partially recycled bottle. So that started the process of him thinking, how can I take this and apply it to more kinds of, more waste streams and more products? Hmm. Now, um, so the worm poop is where it got started, and and that's really where I was first introduced mm-hmm. uh, to the corporation. Um, you know, through several of the community gardens uh, with aisles, and also Bethany House of Hospitality. That's what we were using. I mean, we were using worm poop, and and I used it in my local garden at home. And uh, some of it um, smelled pretty bad mm-hmm. <laughs> with the fish oil, as you were saying earlier today. You had a fish oil; it smelled pretty bad, but it worked well. But the idea just stuck in my head. It just made so much sense, almost to the point where I wondered why more organizations hadn't adopted that model. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, you're talking, uh, what was this, um, early 2000s, mm-hmm. right around there. So this whole um, community started rising up where people started questioning, hey, what am I doing? Why am I throwing all these different things away? Um, and, and now you've got TerraCycle. Fast forward to where it is now. Sure. You've got partnerships with all the big corporations globally. Can you just talk about that as well? Sure. So starting in 2007, 
Tom developed recycling partnerships with companies who were making products or packaging that couldn't be recycled. So everything from Capri Sun pouches to pens and pencils with Bic or even cigarette butts with R.J. Reynolds or Santa Fe or uh, uh, chip bags and cookie wrappers. Anything that couldn't be put into the blue bin and recycled easily still needs to find a good home. It's, there's still value in that material. And so uh, we started launching partnerships where a company would uh, make it possible for TerraCycle to collect that stuff from schools and offices and organizations all over the country. And we then collect it by making labels available that they can download off our website. And you can sign up right now for more than 50 different kinds of free recycling programs on our website. And uh, all you have to do is take the label, put it on a box, fill it up with the, the products, and send it back to us costs you nothing and allows us to recycle all of that waste. So we started doing that in 2007 and 8. Here in the U.S., that expanded. We now run those programs in 25 countries, uh, Canada and the U.S., Mexico and Brazil, and then all across Western Europe and in Australia, New Zealand, Japan, China. We just launched in South Korea last month uh, and are planning to continue adding countries over the next couple of years. Mm, that's fantastic. I've got White Michael Waz in the studio from TerraCycle. We're talking about all things upcycling, repurpose, reusing, etc. And we'll be back after a short break. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. Welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. I think um, I'm going to start recording through the segments, just the audio, and then you guys can go to my SoundCloud account and get that because that's often some interesting conversations. Um, so Jeff Stewart is still here in the studio, and Michael and I were talking about this uh, book that I've been fact uh, factuated with, um, a Practicing Peace, and it is by an American Buddhist monk. And uh, it's Practicing Peace, and I was sharing about how I was talking to Michael about this and then like this whole whole series of, of conversations and things that we were having, but it's pretty interesting. Maybe I'll start doing that in the future, and I can get one of my filmmaker friends to spin that off like a behind-the-scenes kind of a recording and so forth. But in the studio with me, i got Michael Waz, and he's representing TerraCycle, this global corporation that's based out of Trenton, New Jersey. And the whole impetus behind the organization is trash. Um, all different ways to upcycle, repurpose, um, reduce, reuse, that whole conglomerate of uh, that whole mentality, a DIY mentality as well. And they're, again, they're based out of Trenton, New Jersey, on New York Avenue, and um, Michael, I think if I heard this right, or saw this right on social media, you guys have this campaign, or at least I, I'm pushing it out as a campaign, is we recycle everything. Mm -hmm. So let's just talk about that. Well, what I like to say about garbage is it's one of the few true universals in life, and that absolutely everything becomes trash at some point, even us the mm -hmm. studio, the microphone, absolutely everything is going to reach the end of its natural useful life. And at that point, what do you do with it? Mm -hmm. And for too much of what we use on a daily basis, the answer is that we throw it away. And the reality is that the only reason not everything is not recyclable is nothing to do with technical reasons or the having a, a process for it. It really just comes down to economics. What we found is that everything can be recycled technically. There's always a solution. There's always a way to recover that material. It's that usually for things, everything that isn't PET or paper or uh, you know aluminum, uh, it's just that the material you recover isn't valuable enough to pay for the recovery process. And that's why 
recycling facilities don't want to collect complex materials. And someone's so, believing you, <laughs> right? Uh, and TerraCycle gets around that by leveraging the uh, the the scale that we've developed over the last decade for creating some really innovative processes to recycle some hard waste streams like cigarette butts or juice pouches or other complex materials. Uh, but we also offer free programs that are funded by our brand partners. We have a whole division called Zero Waste Boxes that allows any individual or business in America to buy a recycling solution for anything at their home or business. So if you are sick of throwing stuff into your trash can, you can get a Zero Waste Box for your house that will let you put every single thing into the box, no matter what as long as it's inorganic and <laughs> send it to TerraCycle and we'll separate it and sort it and recycle it for you. Mm -hmm. Now, um, earlier today when I was over at your, uh, over at the, the corporate headquarters, the U.S. headquarters, and uh, more on that at a later date, we've got some pretty interesting things that are brewing and I'm looking forward to that. But um, you, were, you were talking about the size of TerraCycle or like compared to other corporations that do recycling? Because I think most times when people think about recycling, they think, okay, my municipality, um, they take all my stuff, and just explain like the difference between what TerraCycle does and then those organizations. Sure, so uh, most uh, recycling companies are enormous because the uh, uh, economies of scale are crucial in, in that business. Um, TerraCycle is like a boutique recycling company in that we are innovative and developing, we're on the cutting edge of developing uh, uh, recycling solutions that haven't existed before. And um, we do that in partnership with some really big uh, companies, but on the whole, we're relatively small. We're one of the world's largest recyclers of uh, single-serve coffee cups like uh, Nespresso capsules or tea discs or you know the K-cups. Um, but if you compare us to a standard recycler, our overall annual volume is relatively small because mm -hmm. they're dealing with you know an order of magnitude more material. But by leveraging our innovation, we're able to create solutions for waste streams that haven't been solved yet. And that allows us to really tackle things and create solutions and then bring them to the market and let them scale in a way that wouldn't have been possible otherwise. Mm -hmm. Now, when you talk about solutions, and I'm going to back up and, and get away from the idea of the marketplace, Try to describe for the audience your headquarters and sure. all the different products that are in there and where they came from. Sure. Well, we think it's important to walk the talk. And so if you come to our U.S. headquarters uh, in, here in Trenton, you'll see that absolutely every part of our office is repurposed or recycled or reused material. From the floor, which is AstroTurf, when one of the local colleges was getting rid of their field turf and they were gonna throw it out, we took it and used it as carpet instead. All the rest of the carpet is remnants, so it's all stuff that was, you know, cuttings that were gonna be thrown away. Our desks are construction off-spec doors held up by pallets and old school desks that we recovered from a landfill. Uh, our, one of our biggest conference rooms, the door still has the doorbell in it so you know if somebody's really going on in a meeting you can just kind of <laughs> ring them out of uh, out of their their thought but every aspect of our office is made from trash the only walls in our office are suspended vinyl records or bottles so it really is as creative a space as you can imagine mm -hmm. now uh, I probably two or three years ago um, I was looking at alternative ways of using uh, two liter bottles um, because I was you know I just got tired of seeing them 
you know, taking the recycling out or seeing my neighbors, um, all these recycling bottles. And I started to see how in other countries, they're filling them with dirt or mud or concrete and they're using them as, as building supplies, like mm -hmm. whether they're making homes, mm -hmm. uh, living structures for animals and humans, but also uh, uh, retaining walls, etc. Do you foresee that like being a marketplace here in the States? What a great question. And I think the answer is yes in different ways because we're moving into a time where you know the last 100 to 150 years has been all about building the consumer economy and the disposable economy and we are all now hooked on the convenience of a throwaway world and that isn't a sustainable world so we're at a, a pivot point and are at a time when finding those reusable repurposing solutions is even more crucial than it ever has been. So whether it's building homes and that kind of thing's been happening all over the, particularly in the western part of the U.S., people have been building homes out of bottles. There's some incredible design mm -hmm. that has gone into creating these gorgeous structures out of reclaimed materials. And the more that movement continues to build, the better for the environment. And Honestly, it's one of the best parts of working at TerraCycle is it's not just the trash that we recycle, it's uh, seeing in the eyes of students at schools mm -hmm. who are recycling things they didn't think were recyclable before. It's seeing those future engineers and creative types seeing a world without trash in it and knowing that they're going to take the ball and run with it and mm -hmm. move things forward even more. That's what's most exciting about mm -hmm. it. And I'm glad you said it because, um, again, earlier today we're having this conversation and brainstorming about different ways that how do we implement you know, and involve TerraCycle more in the process of what's happening here in Trenton, New Jersey. But you, you just spot on nailed it. I mean, us, us like, how do we include more people? How do we get uh, the next generation or the, the junior high school and high schoolers to get them excited about this whole process? And not only is this a potential for them to have a career in this, but it's actually going to be beneficial to all of us. It's going to be beneficial to nature and the globe in general. Earlier, you mentioned something that shocked me, um, and it was about plastic and water in, in our oceans. Can you share that? Yeah. Uh, in the next five years, there will be more plastic in the ocean than fish. More plastic in the ocean than fish. And it's a combination of uh, litter and, and, and trash flowing off of uh, trash barges that are being shipped to you know, China or to, to, other, uh, to other locations. Um, and that's actually one of the things that uh, TerraCycles received a tremendous amount of uh, 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 recognition for over the last year is uh, one of our teams uh, spent uh, about a year ago announced at the World Economic Forum in Davos uh, the world's first shampoo bottle that would be made from 25% beach and ocean plastic uh, and that uh, is a project that we put together with uh, P&G in their head and shoulders uh, division and Suez which is the world's largest waste management company it's the company that built the Suez Canal uh, and is a, a part owner of our TerraCycle European uh, entity. And uh, Head and & Shoulders came to us and wanted to find a solution, something tangible, a solution, uh, a tangible solution to the issue of beach plastic. Uh, Tom and our team put that concept together. Uh, it launched last summer in Carrefour stores, which is a retailer in France, mm -hmm. uh, and has now been launched in three other countries and continues to, to roll out. But the goal there is to divert the 
plastic and litter that is on beaches, oceans, and waterways into the shampoo bottle. And then to build a supply chain where we're able to take and integrate that plastic and, and give it a new life and also keep it out of the ocean and off of beaches. Hmm. Now, um, for the average person who's listening to this, um, you know, they, they may say, okay, I've got my yellow bin, I've got my green bin, I make sure that I separate things and, and you don't have to do that. Commingled is okay now in Mercer County. But but they, in their mind, they're thinking, okay, well, I do that, and uh, I do compost, you know, and I follow rules for that. What do you say to them about this whole process, about um, how do they up their game a little bit or the significance of what they're doing? Well, first, I think we'd have to say amen to those people that are mm. composting and recycling and it just... The key message, I think, for everybody is to think about waste, not just in the sense of, you know, what am I putting into this recycling bin, but also how am I living my life and what kinds of sacrifices am I willing to make because it's convenient, right? There's a reason, and everyone loves to hate on Keurig and Tosimo and all the single-serve coffee companies, but there's a reason those are the fastest-growing coffee segment. By a country mile, that's the fastest-growing segment in coffee is convenience coffee. Mm-hmm. People want one cup and then they want to be able to go. And so the question is, as a consumer, as you're you know, walking through your day, what kind of trade-offs are you making? And how can you question those so that you can make a more sustainable choice? Mm-hmm. And uh, you were sharing an example that some people can think about is, hey, uh, when you go to the market and uh, you know, I've got to get a cup of coffee and you grab a cup of coffee, well, are you putting that in a styrofoam or a paper cup with a paper or plastic lid and then the little sleeve etc drinking it and then 20 30 minutes later tossing it in the trash when you could maybe have a reusable mug or something that you could carry with you exactly it's all about finding those small sustainable choices so maybe it's just always keeping five or six tote bags in your car so you need to stop by the grocery store and you don't need to get a plastic bag you can use one of the reusable bags that you have already stashed right Mm -hmm. Now, going forward, um, in, in a relatively small city like uh, Trenton, again, where TerraCycle's U.S. headquarters is located, a small city like this, um, how much of an impact do you think the residents could have on uh, making uh, Trenton maybe a, a more environmentally friendly community? I guess it's a... I, I think... I think every person has an enormous opportunity to make an impact because we all have uh, that patch of land, whether that's our Mm -hmm. stoop or our yard or our block or our neighborhood. We all have that piece of land that we feel invested in and everyone taking uh, ownership over that, everyone making more sustainable choices, just, you know, picking up the litter or finding ways to make sure the recycling goes in the right bin, that contributes to a much better, cleaner, more sustainable city. Awesome. Michael Waz of TerraCycle, thank you for a couple minutes of your time here. I can't wait to have you come back as uh, I continue to see the growth and development of TerraCycle. And folks, when he comes back, we'll talk more about TerraCycle becoming a publicly traded company and some of the details of that and how you can get involved. But can you share the website information? Uh, sure. You can uh, find more information about TerraCycle at www.terracycle.com. Awesome. And uh, he'll come back, and Michael, you'll come back, and we'll talk about a bunch of different things and kind of keep people abreast of all the happenings um, with what's going on with TerraCycle. And, uh, folks, for those of you who follow Tom Zaki, S-Z-A-K-Y, on social media, he literally could be anywhere in the world at any 
given time. So um, it would be interesting for you to start doing that on social media platforms. But you've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. Please stay tuned in the weeks coming forward. We're going to be talking about a lot of things like uh, Trenton elections um, for mayor and for council and how you can actually get involved in a lot of the projects that are happening here. Have a great night. Thank you for listening and watching the Trenton 365 show.